0: Doug and Marty vs. The World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and Spots.com Round one, go. Ho, 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 it's December. December, I'm telling you. This is Doug Bassler.
1: And Marty McClendon, this is Doug and Marty versus the world. Ho, 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 huh? Ho, 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 baby. Did you see? I know what the show, we're starting the show and we thank for our listeners and so forth for tuning in all across the ACN network. But I saw a joke the other day. It was funny. It was the Jolly Green Giant and Santa Claus in court. They were trying to sue who has the rights to ho, ho, ho. That was funny, right?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But I think Santa had it first. Yeah, I think so seeing. too. But uh, in the valley of the jolly ho ho ho, green giant. But see the green giant, he's hoeing in the valley so he can grow the vegetables that go in the can,
1: in the bags and whatever, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So his hoe might be h o e.
1: It could be very well. Versus
0: uh, versus Santa's, uh, you know, obvious laugh that he is uh, known for, ever since the uh, probably the eighteen hundreds. Speaking
1: like of which, I'm I'm assuming you haven't, but have you seen the new Tim Allen TV series, The Santa Clauses? No. Okay. It's it's uh, I would say I love Tim Allen. He's a conservative. He uh, picks the right battles. I love the Santa Claus, if you will. It's okay. It's not 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 the best, brother. Um, but you know, now everything can be a hit, right?
0: You know, what do you do when? Santa Claus turns into Xi Jinping, brother. (sighs) That's a nightmare, man. Man. (laughs) You see, uh, you know, right now there's this like, we want to be socialists. We want to be leftists, right? This this indoctrination. And yet in real time, we're seeing in the the great nation of China, Mm -hmm. which has its own, you know, greatness, 1.5 billion people. Um, I think the communists might be in trouble this time. There is a heck of a lot of Chinese people. There's a lot of them, brother.
1: There is. And there are many of them standing up and saying, this is wrong. Because they're doing the COVID lockdown uh, mandates again, because they had another outbreak of the flu and COVID and so forth. And they call it zero COVID lockdown. So they're having other Chinese uh, citizens lock up their neighbors, like actually keep them Quarantine in a place with no food, no access, whatever. And so the people are protesting. And so the Chinese government is saying, hunt them down to the police there, hunt them down. Uh, anybody pro- protests, let's arrest them. It's this tyrannical communist party that wants to silence dissent, right? And silence any kind of negative press for the Chinese government. But it's communism, to your point. I, I actually talked about this earlier on my other show. It's the idea here, this battle. When you have Bernie Sanders and AOC talking about Democrat socialism, it is flat out communism. Communism has destroyed and murdered people of, for centuries. We see it though the tyrannical power of China and and those where it's a communist dictatorship. Right? They ha- they own everything. People don't. You know. Yes, they have this this um, facade of prosperity, but when they want to go do something, they can't. They can't leave the country. They get locked down. Uh, and this is what these people want to do here in America. And we know that from Franklin Graham that communism at its very core, you can't be a God. So th- it's anti-God, right? It is government is God, where you seek a government and depend on government for all things. So it's the antithesis of it. So we're seeing this played out before us, this idea, and they're trying to bring us here, um, with our Chinese spies and so forth.
0: So um I'm a big fan of Sean Foyt and Let Us Worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the DVD uh, last week on my birthday. Okay. Uh, it came in the mail and I'd pre-ordered it uh, earlier in the month. And um, then this last uh, Wednesday night, I actually got a chance to sit down and watch this thing. Brother, I was stunned. I was stunned. If you have the opportunity to see the movie Super Spreader, you must see it. It's important that you see it because what Sean Foyt did uh, was modeled what needs to be modeled today. See, We have this, um, uh, it, you had Eric Metaxas in there, you had Cheyenne in there who won $1.35 million from Gavin Newsom uh, in a discrimination suit that went all the way to the Supreme Court Okay. Uh, because they can't shut down churches right Right. and so we still have this constitution but what eric was saying others were saying bill johnson others that were in this film is that you know this idea that we can just kind of like be nice and 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 be good and it'll blow over it'll go away it doesn't go away they are relentless the communist thing is relentless had a whole section and this is what made me think of it when you talked about franklin graham and what was billy graham back in the fifties talking about communism and Christianity are, are at their at loggerheads. They're incompatible. They don't work because communism says it is God. And Christians say, no, Jesus is God. And it was, it was amazing. But Eric Metaxas wrote a book about uh, Bonhoeffer, the pastor right. in Nazi Germany that was, uh, you know, put to death by Hitler, but he was fighting. And a lot of the stuff, that Sean Foyt went through from the church brother from the people that should have said no you cannot close our churches mm-hmm. and if you're a pastor and you're closed you close your church you know for more than a couple of weeks cuz that's what they f- uh, said and you didn't like start to push back then you're a chicken you're a coward and uh you need to rethink your relationship with the lord My wife was telling me, she put a post on, they shouldn't be closing churches on Facebook back in 2020 when this first came out. Okay. And she said, somebody that we used to go to church with at a vineyard church, brother, a vineyard. I mean, vineyard is like healing. I mean, that was the whole thing about the vineyard. Right. Was power evangelism and healing. She said, do you want all the Christians to die? That was the comment. And, and Lori's like, man, your God is little. You got a wow. little God. Yeah. So this is a, so super spreader is the name of it. You can get it on DVD. I don't, I think there's other ways. Uh, but I, I think it's time for us to take a look at this and uh, what Eric Metaxas said was they were taking Bonhoeffer and saying, Oh, you're just, you know, come on. these not saying that bad. Then they had um this Russian guy on there, Ukrainian guy or whatever. And he was an older guy, and he spent a lot of time in the gulags, right, because of mm-hmm. he was a Christian. They they considered him to be the most dangerous man in the Soviet Union because he was a Christian. And he talked about, Sean Foy talked about, he took my hands, and he said, this is the way it started. This is the way it started. They At first, it was just this little restriction here, this little restriction there, this little, and eventually it became total, totalitarian." dictatorship it right. comes in incrementally but it does not stay there and that's why people like Cheon and Sean Foyt and a couple of other crazy guys against the world over here mm-hmm. are needed we don't have to put up with this and and Sean said something else that i thought was really uh, poignant brother he said it's not only the constitution it's the bible People died because they said no. They refused to renounce their faith. They refused to stop meeting. They refused to shut up and go away. And yet, you know, and I had a I had a, lot, a long conversation with Art Coday today, brother.
2: Oh, I love <laughs> and I love Art. Yeah. Yep.
0: And he was like, "We gotta buy, you know, we need resources and we need all this stuff." And I said, "You know, I go, I appreciate where you're coming from, Art, but I said, you know, brother." There was these two guys that came limping into town after being released from prison. They got they're bruised, they're battered, they're torn. Two little dudes come limping into town. And what do the people of town say? Oh no, those people that turn the world upside down have come to our town. Do they do that when we limp into town, brother?
1: They're gonna come on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: getting fired up you're gonna order that dvd i know
1: i love it i love it love it and it's got
0: great music in it you know it's sean Foyd, dude it's great music it, that's awesome you know for the whole year of 2020 he was the only guy i could listen to because, really? because yeah. all the christian music was like i'm no longer a slave to fear while they're locked lockdown mm-hmm. right that stuff mm-hmm. and sean Foyt's out there singing i raise a hallelujah in the in the presence of my enemies you know
1: i love it's, it uh, yeah
0: and, you know, I'm out there with my Telecaster playing. I won't back down. You know, we don't. We had better learn how to fight back and we better learn it quick, brother. And I think we are. I think we're going to learn it. I think there's going to be it always it's always a remnant anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I. here's the thing that was really. Interesting, if you don't mind, I get a little testimony here. Sure. sure. I watch this. I'm watching this show and at the end i'm thinking oh my god lord have i done anything with my life because what he's di- what he did was so amazing and so you know what him and his wife went through and just the the pushback from the church and everything else and then um you know i kind of went to bed like that I got up the next morning and i was uh just still in that kind of like lord have i had done anything brave or anything to serve you and um And he took me to John, I think it was John 15 or 16, right in there. And it was like, you know, they're going to, they're going to put you out of the synagogues. And I go, well, that applies to me. Mm -hmm, I've been kicked out of a lot of churches. And then I said, Lord, and this was the really amazing thing, brother. I said, Lord, what about discipling? You know, I'm getting up there. I'm in my sixties now. I've been doing this for a while. Have I discipled anyone? Have I passed this on to anybody? Have I set anybody else on fire? You know, yeah, I'm out there doing it. I'm very entrepreneurial, right? I'll go mm-hmm. by myself. I don't even care, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how you you know how you get these pictures on your iPhone, right? They come up in the corner and you're just uh-huh. do that, it'll just like pull up random pictures. Dude, this iPhone is always showing me pictures of my kids, my wife, my vacations, and stuff like that. After I was having that conversation with the Lord, it pulled up a picture of a Ukrainian friend of mine named Alex. He was standing behind my pickup on my microphone with my guitars and guitar stands. He was preaching. The Lord pulled that picture out and threw it on my iPhone to remind me. And so why I'm saying that is no matter how small we might think we are, mm-hmm. the Lord counts it. He counts the little stuff I do for the homeless or whatever. And yeah, Sean Foy got big, right? He got mm-hmm. coast to coast, DC, New York, and all that kind of stuff. And that's wonderful. And we're thankful, but you know, the little things that you do, those, those little random acts of kindness and that little obedience. But you know, the thing I was talking to my wife about, you know, and we were kind of talking about all this and I told her, you got to watch this because it really shows his wife. Sean Foyt's wife is like crying. She wants him to stop. She wants the people Mm -hmm. to like him again, all this stuff. I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, Lori's got to see this. Any rate, is that we um we uh have uh this we have this awesome opportunity right now this is actually a blessing this mm-hmm. is actually a blessing brother we get to be brave we get to we get to do this and um yeah sure we all want it to be liked yeah you, yeah I, 100%
1: know, though when j- we It is, uh, there was a quote I saw the other day about when we're being oppressed or or persecuted or or under pressure, it's much easier for us to draw near to God and trust God and say, Lord, we need you in this situation. It's when we have success, when it's easy, when our hands, when we take our eyes off of God is when we're susceptible to an attack. You know, and I think it was it was Spurgeon or whatever, something talking about this. The idea here is we're not meant to be idle. We're meant to be busy. We're meant to be engaged in doing the Lord's work, seeking Him, and being constructive. David had the problem when David wasn't on the front line advancing the kingdom. At the
0: time when kings go to war, he was when king goes to war, he stayed
1: home and they got in trouble, right? Big trouble. The whole Bathsheba and the whole bed because he was had time on his hands, right? There's nothing wrong with reflection. But we're we're designed to be engaged. To your point,
0: yeah. And, and uh, uh, testosterone is a dangerous thing. Uh, you reminded me of what how what I was beginning to talk about. We've got to get back to discipling people. We've got to teach them. They have to be able to hear from God themselves. Mm-hmm. You have got to be able to hear the Jesus said my sheep know my voice and another, they will not follow. If you don't know the voice of the Lord, you're not his sheep. That's the bottom line. And -hmm. if you're not his sheep, guess what? You don't go to heaven. You don't get all those benefits. You can claim this and claim that, but do you know him? Mm -hmm. Do you know Jesus? And when Jesus wakes you up at 6am and says, go do street church, you got to do it or he tells you to run for office or he Mm -hmm. tells you to start a Christian rock band, or he tells you to go street preach or whatever, all these things he's told me to do. I'm like, I think that's the Lord. And then you go do it and you get the resistance and all that stuff, but yet you get the blessing. And then, you know, honestly, brother, I almost feel like if there's not resistance, it's not him. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. the devil doesn't want you to do his will. Right.
1: Right. Right. I heard a sermon years ago. I think that's one of the ones that I actually copied it for a while. It was the, the hunter out shoot, shooting, right? Shoots two birds. One's still flopping the ground, One's dead, right? Which one does the hunter go up to? The one's still flopping, right? They want to make sure it's dead. So if you're actively engaging and trying to follow God, that's one you're going to have more attention on. If you're, if you're like compliant and following along and dead, basically not doing anything, it's not going to bother you. Why? Why, why spend the time and effort, right? Because you're not walking in God's will. And to your point about knowing God and hearing God and hearing his voice, um, I saw this the other day too. Just, it was kind of harsh because when God says he died for all, right? But we have to choose. There are people that don't choose, right? Those people, even though the the free gift is there, they haven't accepted the gift, right? The transformation of accepting uh, Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So it's just your heartbreaks for those like, well, all right, it's your choice, but that's not, yet. Yeah, that's just, Wow. Right. Don't
0: reject him. Yeah. And, and, and you can say, Lord, help me hear your voice. Mm -hmm. Help me to hear you. And he will answer that prayer. And how do you have a relationship with somebody? You talk to them, they talk to you. So you, you really have to go back to Hebrews 11. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you're reading your Bible and you're praying, you're building your faith, you're building relationship with God directly with him. And it is going to put you at cross currents with religious idiots. Mm-hmm. It's going to do that. You know, I, when I got saved, I was, a, you know, 19 years old. I was, a, you know, immediately delivered from drugs and alcohol and all this stuff. And he put within me a love for the Bible. And so I was reading the Bible all the time. Right. And I wasn't mm-hmm. doing drugs anymore. So lots of time. And I was, but I still played in a band that was kind of like my, my job. And I, you know, I was doing other things and I just never really went to church Mm -hmm. for like four years. Right. Until, Mm -hmm. you know, till I got married, when I got married, then I thought, Oh, this church thing, I need to do this. It was kind of like the Lord actually protected me because I don't know if you know this brother, but in the, the late seventies, the early eighties, they didn't like Christian rock stars. They were kind (laughs) of against us. And, okay. yeah. um, and then, then I, you know, I got married, I had a baby, you know, and I, I'm like working a regular job. I got rid of all my stuff and the Lord says, you're going to go back into music. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And the Lord's like, yes, you are. And I'm like wrestling with the Lord on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then we get back into music. I get, I finally just, you know, I mean, there was some miraculous stuff that went on, right. We get into music, and, brother, we saw hundreds, maybe thousands of people get saved. We saw all this stuff happening, right? And the church rejected us and hated us. But you know what? When you've heard from God, you don't care. You can put up with that. You can take it. When you've got a mission from God, religious people will come and the devil comes as an angel of light and oh we need to get along and we need to obey the government and all this other stuff but you know they they leave out the part where peter james and john say well you tell us whether whether obey you or obey god i can tell you i i know what the answer to that question is obey god
1: amen amen i I, early on when we got saved we got saved later in life than you did obviously my wife led me to the lord before my she was my wife and we, and she was Catholic at the time. So she had radically saved long story. So I'm, I'm going to become a Catholic. This is funny. Not, it's not about being Catholic, but it, yeah, I went through the process, got, you know, um, Gattachism. Yeah. The whole bit, right. The, you, you know, get the, Sprinkled uh,
0: brother,
1: um, went to the cross and, and did the whole th- stations and it's and RCIA it's called, RCIA is called whatever. It, basically you're then confirmed as a, as confirmation as a Catholic. And, uh, I remember going through, and I'm just like you, just devouring the Bible, reading it, because I, I can't get enough of the word of God, right? I, I love the Lord. And and so I'm sitting there and I'm asking questions. I'm, and and so they're trying to teach me how, how to be Catholic, which is nothing wrong with that. But I'm like, well, what about the Bible says this? The Bible says this. And lo and behold, the other people trying to become Catholic want start asking me, what's the Bible say about that? And so I'm telling them about what the Bible says, right? And I'm not being argumentative. I'm just sharing what the word says. And and being that gift. And it was funny after being confirmed, and it's just this could be just any random person, but one of the leaders there, not the priest. Um, I'm there praying one day shortly after, goes, Are you sure you don't belong somewhere else? This may not be the right place for you. And I'm like, you're probably right. And so we, we were started basically church shopping on Sundays and going to mass on Saturdays. And, and then we finally came as the Lord led us into a four square. And I really heard the Lord say, this is your home. And I was like, okay. And it was, it was fantastic, our growth, but it was interesting. And they weren't trying to be mean. They were like, I don't know if this is the right place for you. I thought it was the funniest thing because I was asking way too many questions um and then talking about the Bible so much. So I thought that was very interesting. So
0: yeah, and I had the the same conversation, um, with a a a boss. I was a youth pastor, and he goes, "You know, I think you need to go to a charismatic church."
2: <laughs> <Basically>,
0: <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant, right, brother? I was a Noma guy. You know, when you're saved radically, when you've really been forgiven. And you really understand, see, I should have died Mm -hmm. on my 19th birthday. I should have died when I wrapped that car around that telephone pole, drunk and stone and whatever else. And I didn't. Right. And then when the Lord saved me, that made a, that made a huge difference, you know, and and even now, all these years later, um, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm not dead and in hell, (laughs) you know, that, that kind of makes you grateful. And when you're grateful, it's different than being ungrateful. You know, we're teaching a generation right now how to be ungrateful, yes. how to be, how to be spoiled little brats. Mm-hmm. And that's the exact opposite of the cross. And we don't teach the cross anymore. You know, Jesus said take up take up your cross every day. Mm-hmm. You know, how can you die every day? How can you lay down your life today, Marty? You know, yeah. think of that. Yeah. And then and then you do it and you start to live like that. And guess what you find out? Oh, the wonderful cross. Mm -hmm. cross is awesome. This is amazing because his approval is on you Mm -hmm. and his, 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 uh, you know, you start to get the purpose and you start to see him do things like miraculous things. And, you know, I couldn't, you know, I don't know that, that I could, you know, like John said at the end of, at the book of John, if all the works were written down, I don't know if the world itself could hold the books. And that's kind of how I feel. It's like every day is a day of miracles. Now, not every day is great. I've had some bad, I've run up against some stuff. I've had some real stress in my life and through it all, he's been faithful and he's delivered us out of them all through many tribulations and trials. We inherit the kingdom. That's what it says. We don't teach that.
1: Right. We say, I'm going to sing a hallelujah. over here."
0: Yeah. We got coffee and we got childcare and you can come in here for 45 minutes and then you can go out and live like, Whatever you want, all weekend. We'll see you next Sunday. But don't forget. We have great to entertainment, right? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and you know, I was this last church that I was part of, and I, I, it was kind of a, you know, a church that basically died because of the COVID shut down. It just mm. killed it. And so the people that were in it said, "We're going to start this other church." So they started this other church. and everything else? And it was so milk toast. I just finally uh. said, "Dude, I can't do this." And I, I said. I said, uh, Hey pastor, uh, so-and-so, um, we're at Starbucks. I said, you know, you think of what he's done for us, how he died for us, how he suffered for us, how he shed his blood for us. You know, instead of saying, you know, let's all bow our heads and close our eyes and sneak in the kingdom. I said, we don't want to, who wants to get, who wants to get saved? Who wants to give their life to this one who's who died?" man. He got real uncomfortable, brother.
2: Really uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to be under anybody that's uncomfortable with the gospel. <laughs> so I mean, I'm sorry.
1: One of my early on being a baby Christian, we were in a, a small group circle, right? Small, uh, you know, families get together. They, they have a Bible study, whatever it is, small group of people. Yeah. Um, great friends. We're still friends with everybody there. This is, you know, 20 years ago. Um, and it was, it's funny, one of the, the group leader, the small group leader, uh, had been a baby Christian. He had been born and raised a Christian in a Christian household. His parents were Christians. He's Christian. He's always been a Christian. And uh, about three or four weeks into this, he's like, he comes out with the, the video VCR tapes of for David Hogan. It's a faith to raise the dead. He goes, I bought these and I just, they're just not for me, but they're for you. You know? And he goes, and, and we talked about it. He goes, there's something about people that have been in the world that Um, we're literally, um, on the fast lane to hell, if you will, they get radically saved that, that can connect with people in a different way than people that grew up the whole life in the church. There's a, there's something, a a fire and excitement that oftentimes those that are, have been around for a while or been in the church for a while want to put out because it, it, the reflection, the light brother. Um, makes them feel uncomfortable because they're want, wanting to know where their first love went. Right. And it just, I saw that a lot for us and other new believers when they come to new believers, they don't know everything. They're going to make mistakes, but new believers are on fire. Don't put the fire out. Use them. Right. The most disciple the, them. The
0: best uh, evangelists are the new Christians. Yeah. A proven huh. fact because they're excited about it. They're not, they don't know enough. They haven't been trained to be scared. Right. And I had a uh, I saw a I think I talked about this before, but I saw a, a meme or whatever, a photo on Facebook a while back. And it said, beware the church trap. And it had this church building and a stick was holding it up and then a string on the stick. Right. So you go in the church and poof, it drops on you. Right. Like a like a, you know, like a rabbit trap. Or right, whatever, right. 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 And that's the problem. People think I go to church. I'm serving God. And, and we used to say that, you know, I remember when uh, Rick Forsler uh, used to say with the caper thing, he said mm-hmm. a lot of people come to the caper meetings and they think that's getting involved. That isn't getting involved. That's just coming to a meeting. Getting involved is getting trained and then going to the city council meeting or going somewhere and doing something. And that's the thing about the fivefold, baby. Fivefold ministry is supposed to equip the saints to do what, brother To go to home and go ministry. to bed? No, you know, no, no, no. Okay. To yeah. do the work of the ministry, right? That's right. Everybody's yep. supposed to. Everybody's supposed to do something, you know. And they talk all talk all, all the time about Nehemiah, right? They got mm-hmm. a they got a trowel in one hand and a sword in another. Mm-hmm. They're building and they're fighting at the same time. We've we've in a lot of ways we've lost that.
1: Hundred mm-hmm. uh, percent. There, oh, so many different places we can go with this, but to, <laughs> your, to your right, though, I've but it, already it, thrown it a takes spear courage right in the middle of the show, brother. It takes courage, brother. It takes strength. It takes men being men, like Nehemiah, right? He was defending at the same time that he was building. He was advancing, right? You know, I, I you know, when you look at um, was it Micah as well, right? With if the uh, um, laborers. Um, do so, but well, they do it in vain. If they watch it in vain, watch it watch in vain. If it's not for the Lord, do it on their own strength. We really have to be focused on what does the Lord want? How do we know the Lord's voice and to advance, right? And to defend. There's a lot of stuff. I, I did a couple articles that I pulled up um, that are interesting because this is attack on manhood, we've talked about this before, has been a concerted attack on um, destruction of families. We've seen that the, the um, disastrous effect of, fatherlessness in homes, a higher dropout rate, higher uh, incarceration rate, and destroying whole communities. And we're seeing this uh, this media attack over the years as well, just trying to go after men. And then you have the scientific fact, which I saw a study this week, that testosterone levels or fertility levels for men has dropped 62% over the last 50 years worldwide. So something's going on where, over or less than half of the testosterone that our fathers and grandfathers had is what this current generation is, is, is operating with. You're listening me brother.
0: I'm not having that problem. I'm just saying, brother. (laughs) I got five kids. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Then you can combine that with the population control, the Vax Force vaccines, you deal with the, the the stuff that's putting in our food. There's a real battle here. What does God tell What was the very first command was, go be fruitful and multiply, right you know the idea between man and woman right made them marriage, made them one, right? But it was a command upon their life and upon our life is to subdue, have dominion over, but to be multiply. And the more we see this push to diminish, to destroy life right through abortion uh, to reduce population like in China where it was the one child rule for years in America where the birth rate, it is drop rapidly dropping because of choice, and it's all about me. I don't want to have kids, and so we're importing uh, illegal aliens across the border to make up for that. And yet, then you have this fertility drop as well. And in the midst of it, it's like, what's going on? This is contrary to God's will for us, and to be fruitful and to
0: multiply. Yeah, yeah, and um, all of this, uh, all this oil. Mm-hmm. that's but i mean we're you know trump made america the saudi arabia of the world right mm-hmm. and they they capped it corked it now they're begging dictators that we're not even supposed to have any business talking to for oil and so is it any less dirty if they do it than if we do it no and it's probably worse china's mm-hmm. the biggest polluter in the world with all mm-hmm. their coal energy and all that kind of stuff why is it always us? Why is it yeah. us? Because there's paying... some other agenda here.
1: Exactly right. Why are we making up? We know the world, the 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 environment, if you will, the winds and the oceans all circle around the world. So what we do here doesn't really affect there as much. So to your point in 2014, even... There was a big thing where a lot of the forests in Washington were shut down to the wild Olympics and giving things to the federal government. And they, in turn, lost the whole industry, logging, timber, right? Forest management. And then they imported timber from China across these big ships, massive smoke and, and you know, it's like, wait a minute, this is enriching our enemies and to the detriment of this nation in, in the name of environmentalism, if you will. It's just a way to convince the American citizens to be (laughs) fleeced, right?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just saw a video by Glenn Morgan. If you don't, if you don't look at the, we, the governed videos on YouTube, man, you need to go. He he just, just released several, got a new, got a whole new production package going on. It's, it's looking good. Nice. Super proud of Glenn Morgan. But, um, this idea that, um, you know the Democrats are somehow the protectors of the environment, and yet they promote homelessness. And the homeless problem is a huge garbage and pollution problem right up here by my house. They're down by the Green River. I mean, they're throwing motors, yeah. you know, three uh, three horse Briggs and Stratton engines into the river, and all this other stuff, brother. And it's it's an it's an environmental disaster and i was so i was so happy when i was doing my debate with adam smith i go they talk a good game but they don't deliver they don't actually care about the environment they only care about power that's it
1: remember two years ago jim mccune then councilman mccune now he's senator mccune came along and talked about along the puyallup river right down there and in one section they had like over 200 like computer monitors all in one area. And they're like, this is theft. This is, you know, and then needles and whatever. And it's like, well, you can't prove that this is theft. This is all, it could be collecting them. It's like, no, this, you can't look away and, and say this is something else. This, this industrial homeless thing, this this is garbage. I mean, it was, it was a toxic waste, if you will, And then they had to go in there with uh, and clean the whole thing up. It's just crazy,
0: brother. So why is it? And this is what Glenn asked in his video. Why? Have you ever wondered why the more money we throw at homelessness, the worse the problem gets? Because it is the money. If the problem goes away, the money dries up. And so that money is a, it's a money laundering scheme. Mm -hmm. It's a lot like this this, uh, outfit over here in Eastern Europe. Um, What's the name of it? Ukraine.
1: Yeah. 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 Using FTX and others, that, that whole We, we story. put all
0: that money in Ukraine and there's no audit. And where did the money go? They don't, they can't tell you, oh, we bought these anti-aircraft missiles or we did this or that. Mm-hmm. It's just gone. And yeah. in, a, in about- lost over almost a trillion dollars. In about six weeks, brother. In about six weeks, the United States House of Representatives is going to be run by uh, McCarthy. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into a new era of McCarthyism, brother. And- they are fixing to dig. It's the end of the Biden presidency. You know that, right? This is it. Because the Hunter's laptop, all this stuff's coming out. It's the end of the Biden presidency. Hopefully, Kamala Harris has only for, been there for a short while. Uh, but Biden's done. And they're already, you know, they're already making plans for that. And so, you know, these votes, like there was massive voter fraud in the last election. There was massive systemic, you know, Just absolutely ridiculous voter fraud, Maricopa County, King County, Mm -hmm. all these different things. Right. Mm -hmm. But enough voters turned out to turn the house. Enough voters showed up to turn the house. And that was all we needed. It's a crack. It's a crack in the in the in the armor. It's a crack in the wall. And I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, there's a whole lot of hurt coming down on the Democrats. And uh, that is the, that is absolutely the blessing of God. That's the deliverance Amen. of God, brother.
1: So i want to say this, this is not negating what you said at all. I just saw an interview with uh, Bill Hammer from Fox News and Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan, I love him. He's a fighter, he's a, a Trump guy, he's in, in the house. And um, Jim Jordan was saying the exact same thing as you. He was going on about how uh, the intelligence committee, the uh, oversight, they're going to get to the bottom of this, ask the questions. And Hammer, I know that Fox News is now owned um, by the son of Murdoch and they're much more liberal and so forth, but the, the guy was relentless. He goes, what are you gonna do? You still have a um, Joe Biden in the office. They can stonewall you for two years, blah, 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 blah. Very negative, but I was like, I kind of annoyed me, right? I said, no, you gotta fight. What do you wanna do, roll over and give up? There's There can't be two tiers of justice the answers have to be brought up and, and brought. And Jim Jordan said the same thing. He goes, we've got the American people deserve the truth. We will get to the truth and get it. Let's make sure it's exposed. You know, it's gotta be, you know, all this money laundering, uh, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the big guy, if you will, come on.
0: Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, we are absolutely going to, uh, take them. We're going to take them. And, um, and it's going to be uh because of the relentless few, right? And the fact that people did show up that, like I said, the voter fraud was massive, but the the turnout was still enough to to make the change. You yeah. know, now this thing, I don't know how you feel about this thing, but this so called Defense of Marriage Act, unquote, uh, you know, where they basically codify gay marriage, et cetera. And, you know, this thing was voted. For by Mitt Romney and twelve others, twelve other, you know, quote Republicans, and um, and this is a problem for the church. Let me let me tell you, there's still a huge percentage, brother, and I know I'm preaching to the choir when I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to our listeners. There's a huge percentage of Christians that do not engage it, don't vote. Yep, and I believe it's gonna, it's fixing to get bad. Now this this railroad strike thing, I don't know yep. if that's going to come down, but that could really affect our food again. The mm-hmm. crime and the shrink is is if you don't think that people walking into the Safeway store and walking out with all the food mm-hmm. and not paying for it isn't affecting your prices, then you are really naive, right? Because when, they got they can't the company can't stay in business. No, they can't. Money. They
1: got to pass on that cost to somebody. So the yeah. prices go up, and then eventually we stop buying. Then you have this the looming diesel shortage, right? That's intentionally made impossible because of the plugging the oil wells and so forth. You have the the supply chain issue that we've had ever since Biden came in with Buttigieg over it. This the circus clown that's running that. And it's it's all makes for very scarcity, if you will. And yes, we I know we live in a, in a different kingdom with a pro- prosperity, and we'll be blessed in the process.
0: But be aware, this is what they're trying to do. Joseph still to. start up his twenty percent every year. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. One of the things that I heard uh, Thanksgiving week from Dutch Sheets, he had a headed a called "One More Night with the Frogs," one more night with the frogs, and it was about when uh the the plague of frogs came against Pharaoh right in Egypt. Right. He, he was saying, "God, let him go," and Moses said, "Okay, I'm going to let you pick the time when the plague of frog." Frogs ends, and Fair goes tomorrow. Because <laughs> we want to spend one more night with the frogs.
1: One more night with the frogs, yeah.
0: And, and he was bringing, now. <laughs> And have you ever thought of it that way? Like, dude, how about right now? Now, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you get us pick the time, to- I can pick the time. Okay, five minutes, one minute. Why tomorrow? One more night with the frogs. This is what we're looking at. In America, America is going to be saved. We're going to turn Mm. this thing around. Americans might be slow to anger, but man, when they get upset, they defeat Imperial Japan. When they get upset, they they defeat Nazi Germany. They defeat the Soviet Union. They bring down the Berlin Wall. When Americans get ticked, they do things. And it's because we're born and bred in freedom, brother. And we are not going to just lay down And let them take it. And we've been playing Mr. Nice Guy for a long time, but they accuse us of all Well, you're a colonizer. You're a racist. You're all this kind of stuff. And look what they do. They they exploit children. Yes, they do. They change baby genders. Yep. Surgery. They stare... They murder people with fentanyl and they want to call me some name for you know my ancestor didn't live in America during slavery my my right. family moved to America in the 1890s the 1880s not the 1800s so, so we didn't have nothing to do with any of that don't, uh, I tell, know. don't I call me it. none of that and yet that well but you're white so you got privilege yeah i'm american i got right. privilege
1: right so I, I have, I wasn't going to do this, but I have some, a couple of clips. I want to play for you because you're led right into I wasn't going
0: to, you were too. You had No, no
1: I know because it ties into what you're saying. So the first clip was from 1943. Okay. Um, this is reading out of the communist manual for the communists of America. This is their playbook from 1943. Let's see if this will play or not. You let me know.
2: Three, the following directive was issued from party headquarters to all communists in the united states it read when certain obstructionists become too irritating label them after suitable build-ups as fascist or nazi or anti-semitic and use the prestige of anti-fascist tolerance organizations to discredit them in the public mind constantly associate those who oppose us With those names, which already have a bad smell, the association will, after enough repetition, become fact in the public mind.
1: What do you think, brother? Think about that. Call you names, associate you with like anti-fascist, you know, Antifa, right? Call you racist. Anybody that opposes your view or your viewpoint call names, 1943.
0: The more things change, the more they say the same
1: brother. I know,
0: right? Yeah. These, the, uh, what we've got to do is stop being affected by that. Mm-hmm. See, stop being affected by cancel culture or somebody doesn't like me or whatever. Let's go back to what we were talking about earlier in the program. My sheep know my voice. You know, when they attack the apostles, uh, you know, I want to give everybody that's listening to the radio today an assignment go read the book of Acts. It's like, uh, mm. you know, it's like, uh, you know, 20 some chapters. It's not very long. You could probably read it in a couple of days, maybe a week at the most. Right. If you just get through it, go read it. So what happened? They take the apostles, they beat them. They threaten them. How many times have you been beaten or threatened? Go watch super spreader and you'll see some things you didn't think about. Right. Um, They came back they said, you don't speak. And they said the same thing. You tell us whether it's better to obey you or obey God. They go back to the church, to the people of faith. And they said, Lord, grant unto your servants a boldness. Stretch forth your hand a heel. Do miraculous signs and wonders. They did not back off for a second. Mm -hmm. That's in the Bible. That's our DNA. That's who we are as Christians. Right. And if you don't got that, you need it. But you can pray the same prayer they did. Grant so next, unto me, Lord, yes. boldness. Yes, Give me boldness.
1: <laughs> so the second clip ties into that. Jedediah Bila, Remember her? She's from Fox News. It's part of the um, Outnumber. She was on the five for a little bit. She's uh, a feisty one. But she was talking about this, this attack on men. And we need strong men. So let me play it for you. Here we go.
2: I told you that the system needs men to be weak because big government can't grow without weak men. You can't have things in place like lockdowns and restrictions and whatever, by the way, stage two of all that is going to be because it's coming. Mark my words. I said it here. You can't do that stuff without weak men because when you try to do stuff like that, it's the guys, the strong men, the alpha guys who know how to defend and protect themselves, who aren't afraid to be guys. Those are going to be the people in society that stand up and say, oh, uh, big government, I don't think so. I don't think so. You've gone too far. So they need those guys to be figuratively castrated yesterday. And one of the ways they do that is they make those men feel bad. About everything that makes them strong and male, and they make them apologize for it and grovel at the feet of the modern age glorious dynamos of the world because they need them weak. I told you that-
1: What do you think? See?
2: Yeah. So don't watch James
0: Bond and don't watch Top Gun Maverick, right? <laughs> right. And but don't watch don't watch Clint Eastwood. Don't you see this? I mean, mansplaining- even Clint, Eastwood, even Clint right. Eastwood as an old man was tougher than a lot of our guys are
1: now. I know, right? But think about mansplaining, you know, that your your privilege, whatever, your white, whatever, maybe, you know, whatever business has been an attack on strong men, godly men, men that will lay their lives down for their wife as Christ did for the church, men that will fight back against the government, men that will say this is wrong, men that will protect their children and not allow the government to do the top surgeries and stuff. It's that encourage, we've been talking about for years now, really comes down to they have this this leftist communist agenda is to silence and to weaken men. And we're seeing that, not just in the testosterone, but we're seeing that in the weakness of the response, right, to tyranny, the weakness of the response to um, it be lockdowns or the mandates or even the way we speak to one another. Don't you think?
0: Yeah, I'm telling you what it is. It is a, we have got to get, uh, so like I said I talked to Art code today
2: mm-hmm.
0: he wants media we got to get media media is the problem media 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 but you know what it's the seven mountains mm-hmm. because we need the schools back too we need education we need to educate men that they're men and it's yes. okay and women are women and it's not a it's not a mistake it's a privilege you were privileged to be born a woman you are privileged to be born a man and here's why. And this is what men do. You know, I taught, you know, my, with my, you know, you had five kids, man. You better come up with some family stuff, right? right. <laughs> you better say Baslers or this or whatever, right? And we're like, this is what we are. We're true. We stand up for the weak. We, we take care of business. We don't back down. We, you know, when we're right, we're right. When we're wrong, we apologize. We move on with our lives. We, you know, there's a, there, there's nothing wrong with that. And and so we've got to have all of it, you know, they're trying to they're trying to wussify the the football players, but it ain't working. Right. Those guys got more testosterone in their little finger rather than I got my whole body. Right, than right. six foot eight, three hundred fifty pound all muscle guys. <laughs> right, right, and 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 we like them, you know, and you know, and all of us feel. Regardless of whether we admit it or not, we feel it's wrong when a biological male swims against the girls.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. What are you? Can admit it. This is one of those things. Remember, just a couple of years ago, Joseph Backholm, former uh, executive for FBIW, um, went on college campuses, right, and was talking about gender. And, can you tell and, me
0: what a woman is? Okay. Yeah. You, right. Yeah.
1: And, and they were. They knew the truth. Well, they were afraid to speak the truth they, yeah they fear really being, you,
0: you can see their wheels going around like yeah. how do I because he's asking me a direct
2: question, question <laughs> a
0: direct question no that was a that was brilliant it's right like Jesse Waters only you know more point way more pointed uh, right and yeah we need that and you know we need to get the family back you know this idea that they've redefined the family and what marriage is and all that stuff no sorry. You know, my, my wife says to me, I can't, you know, I'm trying to watch Christmas specials and I'm tired of watching commercials with men kissing. I go, really? That's on there. And she's like, yeah, I go, that's gross. That's wrong. But they want to desensitize us. Like right. let's see men kiss, you know, what else are we going to see men do, you know, on TV and all this kind of stuff. So, um, so we've got to get media. Mm-hmm. We've got to get art. We've got to get family. We've got to get government, uh, we've got to get education and we've got to get the church to be the church and not be a bunch of weak need, lily livered cowards who are more interested in how good is the coffee on Sunday morning than what does God think of my life? Amen. Right? What does God think of why did God make me and what am I here for? And why am I being such a coward and not doing what he's called me to do? I mean, there See, there's people that won't yeah. witness to their own kids.
1: I know they're afraid to offend them. I mean, are yeah. you kidding me? Your own children. Yeah. (laughs) They'll they'll make their own. No, no. I saw an interesting um, post the other day. It was talking about even Prager University um, said that even atheists should teach their kids the Bible. Because if their true point is they want their child to make their own choices, they cannot make an informed choice unless they actually study the Word of God. So, you know, have them study. Then they can choose, Right. You know, Spirit's going to convict them. Come on.
0: <laughs> okay, it back to our evangelism. Thank you, Prager. Prager, is it Dennis Prager? Uh, Jewish?
1: He's Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Still, okay. Well, good right? for him. <laughs> I love it. So you know,
0: I, I'm, I'm 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 a little bit ticked at the Jewish people right now, brother, because they get like eleven days of Hanukkah, and we get one. We get Christmas. That's it. What's the deal, man? We need well, to. We need to go back and talk to Santa and some of these other people about. Come on. Come on, man. We need to back get to the 12 days of Christmas or whatever. Right. I'm like, right. I'm just saying, brother, no, a little jealous.
1: It. It's cool because you can celebrate both. But well, yeah, know. if you're
0: a Jewish believer, you get it right? 12 days of Christmas, baby, because you get 11 <laughs> Hanukkah and Christmas. Of course, now it's, this year it's over. This year it's overlapping. It goes, it starts, it ends on the 26th. So this year we're all having, you know, Hanukkah and Christmas all together, brother. And let's not forget the Kwanzaa and the New Year's and, whatever Adam
1: Sandler stuff right did you see Ron DeSantis wrote a book by the way speaking of I did uh,
0: not I I heard something about it tell me about yeah.
1: it brother no just uh, I'm going to get it i uh, looking forward to it This is the courage to be free I love the title of it right um because well you, it, know, you know
0: Ron and Ron and Don Ronald and Donald are going to get into it you know here coming up real soon cuz I there's going to be
1: that, a meeting of the of the minds but
0: do you be, no they will they're going to be battling <laughs> for the nomination you know you that's so? coming. Oh, yeah, brother, yeah. trust me. You, am I ever wrong, brother? Well, yes, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm wrong a lot, yes. You're absolutely right. I was hoping you'd say yes, because if you wouldn't have said yes, I'd be like, who are you? What who you are Party. you, right? No, but it's going to be Ronald and Donald. They're going to be battling for it. Will they, in the end, will, will um, Ronald be Donald's VP? That would be a ticket right there would be. The t- of course, I think stay.
1: it would be. Now I will give you recent history. You had Donald Trump and Ted Cruz. I love Ted, love Donald, obviously there. um They patched things up, but there's no way that Donald Trump at the time would have made uh, Ted Cruz the vice president, right? Yeah.
0: And Donald, Donald knows how to punch, baby.
1: Yeah, he does. So I don't see that. If they get into it and they make amends, I think that'd be great, but I don't think they'll that's tough, yeah.
0: So, you know, uh of course you and I friends of Morning Star, we've been back there. Uh yep. I'm thinking about going to New Year's, brother. Maybe if you and and your spouse could swing it, we Lori and I could swing it. But we're um uh Chris Reed came out and he said that he believes that he heard from God that that Donald Trump is going to have a lady of color for a VP. Oh wow! Something okay. along that line, or well, there was going to be somebody involved very tightly with that campaign, and of course, I'm thinking it's Candace Owens. You know, <laughs> oh, Candace
1: would be great, but um, you no, know, I'm talking about even what the I, now I'm drawing a blank. Is but Candace fantastic. Owens
0: over thirty five. I don't she think even so. be- I don't, could she even do that? I don't know if she could even do that job.
1: But you got, you know, even Condi Rice, she's still around. She's an amazing um, woman of color. You know, anyway, going down that, right. Of course, you know, you could talk about, um, anyway, Nikki Haley and so forth. I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm. be curious to see who the running mate is. I have uh, uh, one more thing for you before the show, of course, is did you, this is the weirdest thing ever. I think it may be a distraction out there. Uh, the Elon Musk thing, of course, it's you know I uh, love opening up Twitter and a whole bit, but do you you know one of his companies called Neuralink, uh, and he said that they're they're closed within a year or so, being able to implant a computer in a person's brain, and the idea here, of course, is going to if the people that are dealing with Alzheimer's or or things like Parkinson's that it might it might be able to help them computerize. I'm just like, okay, this seems very sci-fi. I love sci-fi, but scary. I don't want nothing, no computer put in my brain. (laughs) What about you, brother? I'm going
0: to do a living will right now, brother. As soon as we're off the air, I'm like, no (laughs) chips in my brain. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Just let me go be with Jesus. Leave me alone. That's extraordinary measures. Um, Yeah. I don't know how, you know, there's still... I got issues with that. How do you, how do you interface? What is the interface? Right. Right. So if you have severely, like, uh, for example, um, who was the guy that that was in the wheelchair that did all the space stuff died a few years ago.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, Hawking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Hawking. So,
0: you know, if, if you had somebody like that, that was, see, that was always the problem with him was the interface, right? Mm -hmm. Like his brain was working great physically not. Um, and so, um, I'd be curious to see what that is. Um, interesting. Uh, you did, you did briefly mention FTX. How did your investment go with that? Uh, you lost everything then? Yeah. Right. Well,
1: apparently the former (laughs) billionaire now has a hundred thousand, right? Some kind of money laundering scheme. I know. Oh my Uh, gosh. gosh.
0: Yeah. Don't even, so Glenn Morgan did a great video on FTX. If you want to know more about that, go watch that. How do you do it? He said, well, first you get the, you give a lot of money to the media. You give a lot of money to the politicians and nobody investigates you. They didn't even have bookkeeping.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: How can you have <laughs> a multi-billion dollar organization? We need, no we
1: need 13 billion more. Why? Well, we spent we the rest We don't know, of
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> but we know we like it. Uh, yeah, it's huge. Uh, Elon Musk is letting everything hang out at Twitter, brother. I love it. I love it.
1: The more transparent,
0: the better. I think 2023 is going to be something to see, so don't miss it. Show up to 2023 this year, but let's go ahead and get through 2022. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas. I'm excited. Don't forget you can uh, connect with us at DougandMarty.com. It's a great place to go, hang out, listen to past episodes, even contact Doug and Marty. And my name is Doug Bassler.
1: And my name is Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world email us, reach out to us. We love it. Take care. God bless.